Hey guys, welcome to Ghosted Stories. It's Chelsea. It's Aaron, and we have um, another lovely. This is actually two in a row that we had a special Colin LA guest. We mm-hmm. have the lovely Jesse Rosen on the line. Yay. She is author, uh, performer, producer. You wear so many hats, Jesse. How do you, you do it? <laughs> a lot of coffee. That's what you're supposed to say. The truth is, not a lot of sleep. But it's great to be here, and thank you for having me. Oh, um, thank you. And I'm nervous to uh, implicate myself in my story, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nervous. You're amongst friends. Yeah. Um, well, we're excited, so excited to have you calling in. What's going on recently? Give us, like, I know you have a puppy in your lap, so that's something I that's very exciting. I have a puppy, yeah. Um, he is hanging out here with me. He's really good. And I've just been working here in L.A. So this is um, beginning of May, and that is TV staffing writer season, which mm-hmm. means no you wait to potentially get a meeting to maybe get on one of the 10 new shows of which there are three jobs total. And just it's just like 50,000 of us um, waiting cool. for, the, for the three jobs. Well, well, yeah. So that's what's going on here. So what is it? Because well, we were connected by our mutual mm-hmm. pal, Selena Kopic. She mm-hmm. was a yeah. guest. She was like episode three of Ghosted Stories, had a great story. Um, and so how did you guys originally connect? Was it through stand-up? Was it... Yeah, actually, more so through storytelling. So I run a storytelling show here in L.A., and then sometimes I take that show to New York. And And then the show's called Sunday Night Sex Talks. Yeah, exactly. So when I first took the show to New York, I met Selena through, I feel like, Julia Rossi um, or Michelle Buteau. Mm -hmm. Um, Both amazing performers um, who introduced me to Selena, and I've I've had her on the show a couple times. Um, I try to have her every time I come back to New York. She's so great. She's She's awesome. And so then what else? So, so you have your live show, I know, and you, you're you an author as well. Of Is it YA books? What tells us? Yeah, yeah. Kind of a twisty way that that came together. I was kind of thinking through um, ideas that could be kind of dark comedies. And um, my uh, people that I work with thought that it might be a great idea to pitch something as a book instead of a TV show, um, which was totally new to me. So once I kind of dove into it, TV shows and movies, you know, they have to be like X amount of pages, but a book can just be forever. So (laughs) I like to ramble as we will establish. And it was just a cool, it was just a cool writing format. Um, so I totally fell in love with YA and it is, um, I would say a pretty dark, twisty, cray cray tale. Um, yeah, I like that's yeah, up our alley. I know that's like right. Yeah. Chelsea loves murder and teenagers. We both, <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> I, at the same time. Yeah, but no, Aaron well, and I are this both. Book contains a <laughs> little bit of, of both. Oh, good. All of those things. I'm also and sex. So that's really good. Ooh. My other yeah. podcast is about the, or well, Freeform, nay, ABC Family show, Pretty yes. Little Liars. So uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I know, feel I'm like familiar. that's sort of a, you know, definitely all up my alley. Um, okay, I love that. What's the, before, this is like going to start to spiral into the other podcast I always say I'm going to start because this is my favorite question to ask people. And I'm curious to ask you, yeah. what's the dream? What, like, ultimately for you, oh, what is gosh. your passion? Where do, would you want to end up if... It was all completely up to you and not up to ultimately, you know, also. Yeah, the I mean, I think of the life. dream. Yeah, I mean, I always think of the dream in terms of people who I feel like have done it. So, like, the dream is, like, to become, in my case, Nora Ephron okay. or Jill Soloway or yes. Jenji Cohen. These kind of women creators who've gotten to really, like, say something about love or sexuality or our culture, whatever it may be, and then to create content across totally different medium to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's kind of a big dream, but I don't have a plan B. So it's just going to have to just going to have to be this. Absolutely. It's going to have to happen. Yeah. Great. I love that. Um, I love that. So uh, let's start to ease towards your ghosted story. But first, (laughs) we have to do our, our topical shit. And we're still, for you guys who tune in every week, we're still going through your, uh, for the live show, everyone who came to the live show mm-hmm. wrote down on a card, topical shit suggestions. I just uh, really they really ran can, the gamut. They did. I just realized <laughs> we can count these and find out how many people went to our show. Oh my God, that's so exciting. Unless people cheated and are like three. Well. Not that that's cheating. There weren't any <laughs> rules or consequences or prizes. No. All right, or Aaron, nobody was watching. Russian roulette topical shit. What did you pull out? Oh, this is, we already did this one. Oh, well, fuck that one. Throw it away. Throw it in the garbage. <laughs> no, it, it was, should men use emojis? And we said no. We said no. That was from last year. No. What else we got? I'm not doing this one. <laughs> someone wrote. Someone, this isn't even a question. Someone just wrote flabby vaginas. That's not a question. Yes, Aaron, keep We're thinking. not talking about that. That's, that's, Jesse, that's Jesse, not Jesse, I'm sorry. It doesn't, usually, it, doesn't, it doesn't usually go this way. All right. Okay. Third try. Oh, here we go. Okay. What do we got? What do we got? How do you make friends, underline twice, okay. of the opposite sex? You know, they say when a man and a woman can't hang out after 7 p.m., it's a date. This is a very Nora ephron question, that so is, this is very it is. on. I so like Harry that. Sally. I like that. Sally. Well, why don't you take it away? What's your initial reaction? How do you feel about, about the platonic guy-girl friendships? And So it's interesting because um, I wrote an article about this years ago before I was married. Uh, now I'm a married person. And when I... Thank you so much. <laughs> I've, uh, that's really the dream. Now I've done it. Um, so <laughs> I... I um I wrote that like essentially what's the big deal and if it is platonic how could it be an issue and it's really about trust and it's about confidence and people to know that you know your person isn't obviously after someone just because they're hanging out with them socially right. and now that I'm married I feel like it's super weird really? and I would be oh. and I I think I have a lot of gay male friends, which I think is a total different thing. Yeah. But I think that if I was regularly hanging out with a straight man, even more so if he was unmarried, without my husband, I think it would be weird. And I can't exactly put my finger on why, but yeah. I just think it would be weird. Yeah. And, I, and frankly, I've been married for three years next week, and I don't oh. have a platonic male friend like that oh wow but and did you in the past had you though like when you were single and did you have close platonic male friendships okay and except I I think I was always trying to date them all (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's fair that's what proves why you would be uncomfortable with it now yeah well I I have I mean so many thoughts on this I'm trying to even keep them all straight and decide which one to start with yeah I I feel, I mean, similarly to you, Jesse, I think I've always had a lot of straight guy friends. Definitely, probably some of them could go in the category of if they wanted to fuck, I wouldn't be opposed. Right. But some of them, sincerely, there's never, or at least, I mean, on on my end, there's never been um, an attraction I yeah. don't think from there. And again, I mean, maybe it's like trifold, right? Like there's a some that like maybe okay. I would fuck or they would want to. Some that if I'm being honest with myself want to fuck me if I let them. And then I think I yeah. definitely have those handful in the middle that were just really like in a good place. But I think um, I am most often single in my life. But then when I have mm-hmm. been in a relationship, yes, it's weird to I still kept those friendships, but they change mm-hmm. because it's the emotional intimacy. I think mm-hmm. that's the problem. You know, yes. you're never going to go to that person the same way and you would feel 
you know, like if my boyfriend was going and confiding in a female friend the way right. he would confide in me, that's like, I think a breach of emotional trust, right? But then, but I also yeah. feel very like vehemently in uh, defense of platonic friendships because I'm definitely in the camp that they can be sincere and healthy and I feel the yeah. same way. I feel like super in defense of them, but I have to confess that the practical reality is that I don't really have them. Right. So right. like, I want to believe in them and philosophically I believe in them. Maybe even more so like if you're collaborating with someone, you know, you're a writer and oh, yeah. someone like a is work a work husband yeah. almost even. Too. Yeah. Like, like I a, think that, that yeah. can, yeah, yeah, I think that can be really different. Um, so yeah, philosophically, I completely agree with that. I think it's ridiculous that you shouldn't be able to have platonic friends of the opposite sex. Right. And yet, I don't really have that many. Yeah, but I think it has to be a thing of like, if it's like a holdover. Yeah, because oh, that's like a good point. That's a good Chelsea point. and Pat and Pat, my boyfriend, were was, friends yeah. before I met him, and they remained uh-huh. friends. And then yeah. I stole her away from him as <laughs> yeah, more important good. in her life. No. But yeah. I think um, so. I never minded that. But I think if Pat were to make like a new friend that yeah. he hung out with, I would sort of be like. That's a good call. I don't like that because I feel like with the friends that he's had for, cause like with comedy and stuff and he was friends with like female mm-hmm. comics and stuff. I think it's like in my mind, I'm like, well, they had the opportunity if they had wanted to hook up, they right. would have hooked up and they didn't. Sure. Right. B- versus him making a new friend. I would be like, wait a minute. What's this about? Right. But, right. Yeah. But I think it's also, if it's a work thing, like I, work independently because I'm a writer too and if I have mm-hmm. like uh I work with a lot of or with a like a male producer and so I'll be like mm-hmm. alone with him a lot and we're like friendly right. it's a work sure right and that's fine but I think and Pat he works with women mostly and they like travel together and stuff and I like get that they're friends and right. I don't mind yeah. that and I'm like that's fine too sure but I think it'd be weird if he was just like oh I met this girl at the coffee shop I'd be like no you didn't and, uh- <laughs> Yeah. Well, unmeet her. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, I mean, we've obviously talked about this on the podcast many times before, but how am I still forgetting who it was that asked you, Aaron, whether or not somebody asked. Stranger at a bar the first night we hung out. Stranger at a bar the first night we hung out was like, oh, like, you know, we were saying like. Like, how do you girls know each other? And and Chelsea Mm -hmm. was like, oh, I'm good friends with her boyfriend. And then he turns to her and goes like, did you fuck him? (laughs) Wow. And I was bold. like, whoa. And I was like, well, I guess you could say yes. And I've never asked. Right. It wouldn't be a problem. It like made her realize that like she never actually asked me <laughs> point blank. That's funny. <laughs> We're like, nope, hasn't happened. Um, but that's funny. Yeah, that's a good question. Whoever asked this question. It's a great yeah. question. I think it's, it's a, a great question. Yeah, I'm very. I think if it's a situational thing, then you kind of have to be OK with that. But yeah. I think if it's just yeah. like a. Otherwise, it seems weird. And I think it's as long as, right, they can just morph and change. Like, if yeah. when I'm in a relationship, I feel like I still maintain, you know, the handful of close male relationships in that they're in my life, but not yep. to nearly the extent. And you're not, you know, I think interacting with them in the same way. Because I left my job like a year ago and I worked in tech. So it was like mm-hmm. mostly dudes. Male. And I remember there were like a couple that I was like close and friendly with. And I kind of wanted to, I was like, oh, like, we'll stay friends. And then once I left, I realized, like, no, they all had, like, girlfriends and stuff. And I was like, what are we going to do, like, get coffee? Like, that's weird. Right. Because then I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm just never (laughs) going to see these people again. (laughs) Just fine. On to the next. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just, yeah, it's it's hard. Right. Yeah. 
Um, Well, thank you, whoever wrote that comment. I want people to like tweet at us or email us when you're and when we read your question and let us know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, okay, Jesse, next next segment before we get into your ghosted story. Um, This is Aaron's genius segment that she invented when I guess maybe one day was your Wi-Fi down. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But uh, who was I would furiously (laughs) eat like Google people who had like common names and I'd be like, what do they look like? So who do you, who would you, (laughs) if, if our listeners could not access the internet to see what you look like right now, who would play you in the movie of your life? Oh God, this is so annoying because there's like one answer that (laughs) everyone always says. Oh my yeah. God. I mean, it's okay. I don't mean to say that she, I don't think she's a lovely woman, but it is Nia Vardalos, star <gasps> and writer of my big fat Greek wedding. Oh my God. That's <laughs> she seems, a Are you one, Greek? Though. I, I'm not Greek, but uh, people often believe that I am. I would have never, and I mean, I've, I've never met you in person, but just seeing pictures of you on the internet, I would have never, uh, that, I don't even think that would have been is on it my like short a vibe list. thing, you think? Yeah, it's like a personality Maybe it's thing. a little bit of a vibe. I mean, maybe it's that I just don't really look like anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so people, people have said that. Um, but that's like, one time, you know, if you're going to get one. with her. In a room with her once. No. And uh, um, it was so uncomfortable for me because I was just staring at her trying to determine if that's who I am, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say that to her or no? No, no, I should have. I was so uncomfortable. Um, But uh, that is probably the answer. And look, I think she's very funny. So I would I think she could do a good job. And that's yeah. what matters most. Right, right. And she seems like a warm, she seems like a, as an authentic person. Yeah. Like if it's a vibe I agree. thing, you and know, look, I feel I like mean, that's a compliment. Yeah. She has accomplished much, so I would be so lucky. Right, absolutely. Oh, yeah. The day I got um, fired, I went and I saw my Big Fat Greek wedding too. So Did she? <laughs> It holds a place in your heart. I have a special place in my heart. I went and I like, yeah. for some reason there was nobody at the, like the, to take my money for the tickets. And it was like that 13, that, uh, East village cinema that like, right. There's no, like they, they haven't moved past 1994. Right. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, this is the gods telling me free movie time. I got fired today. And then I went yes. in and I realized, like, oh, you know why you need your ticket? Because it tells you what theater you're in. So I just started, like, <laughs> going into all the theaters. <laughs> and I couldn't find it. And then finally I, had, like, made up this whole story about why I didn't have a ticket to, like, the popcorn girl. Oh and she was God. like, yeah, honey, just, like, whatever. Just go. <laughs> just, like, just enjoy go. the film. Just, like, so what you're saying is that you owe my doppelganger roughly I do. I'll give it to her. I'm good for it. Yeah. Next time it's you, okay. Next time you're stuck in a room with her, I know that you'll Just give it to me. I will. I will. Yeah. We'll Venmo you after the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, Jesse. Let's. Uh, Are oh, you wait, ready? No, we're so close. Why do we have so many segments? I was. I'm. I'm acutely okay. aware of it I like now. I'm acutely aware of it now. I don't know what this one could be. Well, I mean, it's not officially a segment. We don't have, like intro music for it or anything. But before, as you and you can just lead into your ghosted story, but give us like, okay. a little bit of context of just okay. sort of your brief history of dating. Like, are you a relationship person? Are you like where were you? I guess when this was happening in your life. To, Right. Okay. Because now you're so married, I, so I assume you're a solidly a relationship person. I hope. <laughs> TBD, guys. TBD. <laughs> um, no, I was not a relationship person prior to being married. So I had one relationship in high school, high school boyfriend, dated for a year. And then I went to college and fell in love with a man that I would later learn was gay. 
And I spent many um, years trying to, you know, make him love me and all that jazz. (laughs) And so (laughs) Mm -hmm. after that college experience, um, and I was, I was kind of a prude in college, just kind of more conservative. I went to the, I went to Boston college, which is a Catholic university. I don't think that's why I was prude, but the environment supported it. Sure. And then I got to Manhattan and I was like, fuck this gay guy. (laughs) It's my time to shine. And so I dated a lot of people for one night and went on a lot of dates, did a lot of online dating, just like hit the town. Um, very, it was my sex in the city dream. And I, I didn't really date anyone at that point for longer than like a couple months. So there were people that were kind of like, we would go on like five dates or something like that. But I didn't really have a boyfriend until my now husband, which wasn't until I was 27. Oh, wow. So that's like 21 to 27 of just really making some just beautiful mistakes. I love that. That's, that's great though. Yeah. That's the perfect time to be doing it. Right. Yeah, I think so too. And I, um, I think it was a great time to be doing it. I lived in this tiny hovel of an apartment in the village wow. on Thompson street near West third street. I don't even know how I scored this Craigslist find. Oh, wow. Um, and I was working for a portion of the time at the Tribeca film festival that's in nice. their, um, in their marketing department. So it was just like, you know, you can imagine it was like all the parties and open oh bars God, and yeah. filmmakers. It was very conducive to um, some great stories. Can um, I just like super brief sidebar? I two of my best friends lived on Thompson and West Third. So what years really? would this have been? If- so I lived two six two seventeen Thompson Street, and this was from two thousand six to 2010 four years in that same apartment i mean 1000 percent. that's when my friends live there and i want to say they lived in like 218 or something that's possible i'm gonna confirm Amazing. i'm gonna confirm they must have been and get back to you bar but... maybe you've been there it's called the dove it is since yes. close, but it was like this oh this, this great is crazy stuff. so many stories begin and end at the Small dove <laughs> fucking world all right and so... then begin again <laughs> yes i love it okay so, so this story yes. takes place kind of in this phase. I would dip in and out of these phases of I'm a happy single wild child in the city to my God, I desperately need a boyfriend. This life is miserable. What am I doing? It's time to settle down. Right. Sure. Yeah. And this guy came into my life during one of those phases where I was just desperate for a boyfriend who had a doorman where I could have my packages sent. I just like Ugh. wanted a little bit more of an adult life. The luxuries. Yeah. Yes. And I receive a Facebook message from a girl that I used to work with long ago saying that she has this guy for me and thinks it could be a really great fit, but she wants me to know, full disclosure, that he has been married. Brief marriage ended somewhat amicably, Mm -hmm. but more importantly, wasn't his fault, not a cheater. She had some issues and they got divorced. And so if that's okay. How old are you at this time? You're like 25? So now I'm I'm 25. Exactly. 25. So I don't know what goes on in your head when you're 25 and in New York city and you're just like, yeah, of course I'll date literally anyone. (laughs) (laughs) And that was my response. Yeah, of course. Divorce guy. Fine. I'm a liberal. It's totally fine. Sounds like he's a great, nice guy. He was like maybe two years older. So maybe he was 27. So we're both really young. Yeah. Um, so I agree to go out with him. Was he like religious? Like why was he already married and divorced at 27? I, th- I don't know. That's a great question, um, which I never found out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that just the way but, the rest of the country works? They're like, you old maid. But this guy was like a New Jersey, 
I think New Jersey bred Jew. I don't know. He was a bit of a lover. Like after I first met him instantly was kind of like my bed is your bed and my doorman is your doorman and just like welcome me into his life. And just, Mm -hmm. he was a relationship person and he had had a lot of relationships even outside of this one that happened just so happened to end in marriage. Oh, okay. Okay. So I start dating this guy. His name is Brian. We go to the very first spot that we have a date is um, the other room on the far West side. Is that Mm -hmm. still there? Yeah. I I don't know if it's still there, but I do know of it. Yeah. We have this like sexy first date. We both order the same beer, which is a Hitachino white ale. Couldn't be <laughs> fancier. And I'm like, oh, this is my husband. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Oh my so gosh. things get a little kind of fast and furious. And I'm spending time with him at night. And I'm just kind of um, sleeping over and meeting his friends. And I would say about a month at least okay. goes by. I've seen him now six to eight times. I'm seeing him all the time. And the whole time he has yet to tell me himself that he's divorced. But remember, what? I know. But does he know girl. that your friend told you or is he just, what do you think? I don't know if he knows. And okay. when my friend sent me the Facebook message, she was like, you know, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. So I think that she hasn't told him. And to make matters crazier, she has moved abroad and I can't get a hold of her. Oh, oh no. my God. So I have no way of knowing if this guy is purposely keeping this from me or if he thinks I know. But he's starting to do things that make it clear that he's hiding it. So, oh, for wow. example, he has this really fabulous apartment, but it doesn't have a dining room table. And I'm like, oh, where's your dining room table? And he says, oh, I lost it. What? <laughs> in my divorce. Oh, he said it in right? the divorce or he just said I lost it. Well, I mean, that's my assumption is that he right, lost right. it yeah. in oh, the divorce. So he's right? just like, I lost it. He's like, oh, I went to get a bagel. And when it came out, the dining room table <laughs> right, was gone. Right, I was right. to happen. So it's like, it's like crazy stuff like that. Right. I'm saying like, so tell me about your past relationships. And he's like, oh, I dated someone most recently for about five years. And then we got married. But he didn't say that. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Now, now I am like this weird, passive aggressive detective freak. Oh, of course. And I am going to get this guy to tell me that he's divorced, like no matter what. But the problem is that I really like him. I like everything about him, aside from the fact that he's lying to me about arguably the most important part of his life. (laughs) Like, you're like, have you ever been to like a party and like you stand at one side of the party and like a woman in white walks towards you? Like, has that happened or is that? And I'm like, this is totally ridiculous. It became so blown out of proportion in my head and in reality because I was so afraid to ask him for what reason. I don't fucking know. Because you're I 25 not... though too. And you like yeah. him. And that yeah. makes total, and I'm, you and don't I'm like, rock the boat. I'm drunk like 75% of the time oh, yeah, we're sure. together. Oh, so course. I'm just, I'm like not thinking correctly. And I'm trying to, to be honest, like be sensitive to the fact that maybe he's not telling me for a reason and he needs to warm up. And I don't want to, you know, you spend like all of your twenties just trying to not piss a guy off enough that he'll ghost you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. When, in, when in reality, I could have just kind of solved this very, very easily. But I'm so afraid that it's going to, like, put him off and make him uncomfortable and all this stuff. Which isn't that, like, the sick, fucking, twisted, like, sad reality that we live in our own mind of a woman of, like, I can't ask him to be honest. It might upset him. That's exactly right. Right. Oh, my God. Such a good point. Ugh. 
worth telling this story you're, you're like, just for I would that rather time. just yeah I would rather be uncomfortable for six to eight months or forever right yeah, yeah I mean forever. this is like I think that was my plan um, yeah. well <laughs> when we get married he'll have to tell somebody and I don't know what'll happen did you I don't know what I was thinking this is like definitely a weird or I mean just a nebulous subjective question but did you what did you feel like was was he one of those sort of like yeah like schmoozing type of oh baby everything's gonna be fine or did you get the sense he was like this good guy straight shooter was he kind of mysterious like what was his vibe? His vibe was Jewish dad. Okay, um, right. is that I what you're into? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have since married someone with a similar vibe, oh, okay. but I think that he was. Um, trying to be more comfortable and confident than he really was and I was really charmed by that I like a guy who's kind of um giving it his best and you can tell that there's a little bit of a um self-consciousness underneath but he's just trying to be himself uh except not for this huge live sure just yeah but I did not get the I did not get the sense that he was maliciously trying to con me into whatever he's probably just Um, insecure about it and he's handling it wrong like definitely yeah Definitely. So time continues to pass. And now I'm meeting like large chunks of his family and we're hanging out. And I'm so uncomfortable because even in that environment, no one is really addressing the giant elephant in the room because he told them not to because they assume I know. I have no idea. But at this point, it's become like enough is enough. Right. Mm -hmm. So I go to a fashion show with a friend at the Empire Hotel on the west side. Mm -hmm. Um, And the the fashion show was like from 7 to 9 p.m. And I tell this friend that tonight I'm going to ask him. I just can't take it anymore. I have to ask him. And so I drink 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 so and these were like the these were like the vodka tonic days because it was before i had to be drinking soda circa post 30 (laughs) and so these are like heavy drinks lots of drinks Mm -hmm. and i stumble out at nine o'clock and i go over to his place and he's waiting for me and i'm just a total mess and i had scripted out always a writer what i was gonna say so that it was very poignant and just kind of thoughtful and i just wanted him to know that Mm -hmm. this has been on my mind but like it's not a big deal yeah no doubt about it and I had to make him feel feel bad but not so bad that he broke up with me sure so I had this like well-crafted thing that I had of course rehearsed but I get into his apartment and I sit down and I'm so sick and I'm spinning and I have to lay on the couch and put my foot on the ground as one does and then I just out with it I just start bawling you haven't told me and who do you think I am and what are you doing crying 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 like a miserable little girl really and little girls are allowed to cry and I was certainly allowed to cry but it was not a pretty picture (laughs) yeah and it wasn't in proportion to what was happening no not at all and this is how portion House? It was built up in my head like this. Oh, right. right. Of sure. course. To that. Because you're spinning, spinning, oh, spinning, and then you finally just like released. Yes. But what, so how, how long have you been doing at this point? A couple of months? At this point, like two, probably two and a half, almost three months. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So crying, 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 can't get a hold of myself. And then like I a little bit brown out and I go to sleep <laughs> in his bed and I wake up the next morning and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm okay. And we don't talk about it still even because I'm oh so God. uncomfortable and essentially it's out in the open and I'm like you know I'm just gonna go home and we'll we'll talk about it some other time except that we didn't because I never <gasps> heard from him oh my God. again 
every time so, even though i know the, the name of this podcast and i know it's happening it still gets me every time oh no it's always it's always a shock i never see it coming oh it's nuts there is a little bit of a coda to the story though okay. because i'm so hurt and upset and i'm just like i am not gonna call him there's no fucking way i'm calling this guy and then i realize that i've left a pair of granted forever 21 heels but still (laughs) a really like a pair of favorite heels at his place i mean i would murder somebody for some good heels that would no doubt no doubt yeah i hear you so i email i fucking email him and say hey left these shoes at your place would love to have them and he says, I left them with the doorman. Come get them whenever. Oh. The doorman came back to bite me in the ass. Oh, my, oh my God. So, so oh with God. all the confidence that I did not have at that time, I do not know how I did this. I replied, no, thank you. Please FedEx them to me. Oh I sent him my address. <gasps> Somebody and has that was truly it. Fuck One week later. Yes. My F21 shoes arrived via FedEx from <laughs> 76th Street to Thompson Street, and I never spoke to Brian again. That's amazing. Fuck Wait, yes. so you oh, emailed him you just being like, oh, like, clearly this is over. You're not talking to me anymore. Like, had you texted him or anything or just like Yeah, you... how much did you try to get in touch with him? Zero. Oh. Zero. I had so a, strong, um, Jesse. I would have been crying I had just that like night. A stubborn. I was mad. I wasn't sure that it wasn't at least half my fault but I felt like at that point I was done and there wasn't recovering from it and I didn't think what he did was nice and so I was like if this is you winning win I don't care yeah wow that's great absolutely but then the shoe thing was too much there was no way there was no no way I was taking the six train to get those shoes yeah hell no oh god and you'd have to like get back on the train with like a little bag of shoes and you know he's like a guy so it'd be like a little bag of key food shoes (laughs) absolutely <laughs> not but shoes. i mean good on him he did ghost me with his i guess voice and presence but he did not steal my shoes well yeah, yeah. there you go you know that that's that's one fetish now how long yeah was it before you emailed like how long did you not hear from him until you emailed him about the shoes i think about two weeks okay oh, yeah. Yeah, that's plenty about two weeks. I think that's how long it was before I like went to wear the shoes and then realized I didn't have them. And then I wasn't going to let him keep them. So I sent that email. Yeah, about that amount of time. Um, And I would say like after three days of him completely not contacting me, I was like, you're dead to me. Right. I felt (laughs) that if he didn't call, we had been so regularly in touch that I felt like it was such a clear sign. I think there's a little bit of a difference. Maybe you guys experience this a lot on a podcast between like, I talk to a guy every once in a while and then he ghosts me to like, I talk to a guy every single day and then I don't hear from him for four days. So I felt like this was one of those scenarios and I was just rip roaring about it and you had i mean obviously had you guys talked about the fact that you're exclusive or was it just assumed because you're saying we hadn't we hadn't talked about it um which was another kind of i'm sure it was somewhere in the script i wrote (laughs) 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 i've since lost that um never did see the light of day um what do you yeah no it it was not it we did not talk about it which is weird because I really liked this guy. I'm so surprised that despite this kind of giant thing that was a huge issue, like really everything else about him was really great. Right. 
and and like especially i wonder if you so do you think you were the first one he was really kind of seeing after the divorce so years later mm-hmm. two or three years later the girl who introduced us got married okay and she told me um, that he was going to be there at the wedding because they were friends. And I was invited to the wedding. And I went to the wedding and he was there. <gasps> and before before I kind of um, was even deciding whether or not I was going to go, she said to me, just so you know, I didn't know you're really the first person he, he dated with any regularity since the divorce. Which I think uh-huh. was her way of saying, like, sorry that I am essentially the reason this happened. But when I went to the wedding, he didn't come anywhere near me. Oh. At that's all. I mean, what? like, across the room, across the bar, anywhere. He, he wouldn't even look at me. And so, you guys, I walked right up to him. <gasps> oh, my God. He's such like, a rock star. Jesse, I can't get over it. <laughs> I was like, Brian, hi. It's good to see you. I hope you're well. You look great. He didn't. He had a beard. It was a nightmare. <laughs> Nobody ever. I was it. like, um, I just wanted to say hi and uh, enjoy the wedding, and then I fucking walked away. And so he didn't say anything. <laughs> Did he? He was just like, yeah, you too. I mean, barely anything. Uh, barely what anything. What the fuck? Because I feel like I was almost willing to give this guy the benefit that. I mean, I guess it still all goes into the same sentiment of like. I was almost willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and just like you're just an idiot who handled this poorly and then was embarrassed and didn't know how to handle it. But then you had your chance to redeem yourself. And even even if he still was embarrassed, which I'm sure he was, you still were adults. At this point, you guys were pushing 30. I mean, right. And you can't just be like, he was. Yo. I mean, it did occur to me again, referencing the brownout. That maybe he was embarrassed for me. I kind of like had this realization <laughs> as I was preparing to tell you guys this story. As I was like thinking about the different angles of him, like I was really a mess that night. And maybe he was like, this girl, if she remembers every detail of this, would be so mortified that That's I'm not going to make her uncomfortable hmm. by doing anything or going over to her or anything. That's Which, like, interesting. I guess is possible. It feels a little victim blamey, but whatever. I mean, I mean, it's made. It sounds like he was just like, I mean, he was. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, because before you were saying that you feel like you maybe caused this ghosting, and I don't think so because it's also like, yeah. what you were saying when you were drunk is like pretty, not that crazy. You like were just I get telling you were that what was drunk, happening. You, you were, were telling also like, what was I know this secret about you, and I've given you two and a half months to tell me the secret about you. You haven't. What the fuck is going on? Right. And exactly. then you so, browned yeah. out and fell asleep in his bed. And it's yes. like that's not even that bad. So then, what the response should have been is either like, "Hey, listen, I did get a divorce, and I'm sorry I didn't yes. tell you about it sooner, but I think maybe yes. I'm not ready to date and go with God." Or precisely. Uh, I'm sorry that I lied to you. Please take me back. Like those were the two options that <laughs> right. he had. <laughs> right. And there's no option like of him just options. like not of just being like, exactly. okay, well, I'll never speak to this woman again. Yeah. Right. And this, like, I was also thinking about this as I was preparing for you guys. This was in 2008, right? Okay. So I feel like be I feel like that is it somewhat predates like the culture of ghosting if you will. Yeah, sure. Like, I feel like with online dating, I don't know. I feel like that was when, 
it was so weird to friends at that point when I would tell them this story. Yeah. I mean, first of all, the word ghosting didn't exist. Sure. No. Right. Whereas now I feel like the culture has kind of turned us into these beings where it's like, that's just the easiest way out. And if right. you can personally stomach doing this to a person, like you do it every time. Right. <laughs> Right. So at that time, it was um, rather novel. I'm not saying I invented it, or rather no. he did, but <laughs> it wasn't as common. Which, which to me, just makes it an even bolder move on his part. It does. Yeah. I agree. Because if he told a friend, like, oh, I just never talked to her ever again, didn't call her or anything at all, they would be like, what? Right. Whereas now, I feel like those friends would be like, yeah, man, sometimes you just have to do that. Right. Yeah. I don't know what they say to each other. Right. <laughs> Like they, we'll never know. It's probably none of the above. They're probably just like not referencing it at all or anything human just like, and just like, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They're like, yeah. are the bulls still a thing? Are we talking about the bulls? <laughs> I think, um, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like he was just like a coward. And right. he the coward I think that, coward. that is, um, I think that's exactly right. And I think, yeah. um, I will also say like, at the end of the a, day. It's a difference mm-hmm. when it's online dating to when it is being introduced by a mutual friend. Yeah, that's totally. true. That that really is a spicy twist and that he really totally. was bold to just yeah. like yeah. go someone who you got some mutual friend. But what you're saying at the end of the day. Sorry. I think at the end of the day, though, I am happy. I feel at peace with how it turned out. Honestly, even including my drunk episode, I feel like if we were to weigh this in a court of relationships, <laughs> I would win. Oh, <laughs> and that's uh, yeah. what matters. Of course. <laughs> we are right now and you are winning. You're right. Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> I have a clear conscience about it. Um, As you and should. That's, and that's that. Did you, Are you still friends with the friend, the mutual friend? Not really. Not I mean, really. Facebook friends. Right. She's since kind of changed careers and, and moved all over the country. So um, no, barely. Got it. Barely. And he is, I, I know through pictures that have appeared on her Facebook wall, he is remarried. Oh, oh he is. Yeah. So he probably wouldn't. My dream is to still reunite the ghosted and the ghost someday on this podcast. But so he probably like he probably isn't a candidate, you're saying. Or maybe he is. Do you think he would? Maybe. Do you think because he he's would? Because he's so al- far, yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Just based on his prior behavior. Yeah. Um, right. But you never know. I would just love to, like, wouldn't you just love to get inside his head and be like, what were yes. you thinking at that moment? And the answer very well could be nothing because oh, I was a nothing. mid-20s man. Yeah. And literally yes. nothing was happening in my brain. I mean, just for I me was... to speculate widely about a person I don't know and know very little about. But that's never <laughs> Such stopped <is> life. me. <laughs> yeah. It, it, but it yeah. seems like the kind of person who would get married so young, who would yeah. get married so young and who would uh, get divorced so quickly it does seem like maybe he's just like being led around in life. And so yeah, I think I think that's a good point. Yeah. I think there are guys who just sort of like want to be like told what to do and where yeah. to go and all this stuff. And I feel like then they, when they come up against women who are like, no, I'm holding you accountable and you, yes, they get very like, oh, I don't know what that is. And they run. <laughs> yeah. a good call looking for direction. I think that's yeah. really true. So yeah. I think he married this girl probably cause she was like, we're 22 and this is what happens now as we get married. Yes. And he was like, okay. And then she was like, actually, I realize I'm 25 and I'm only going to have this body for a few more years. So like, you're going to need to step <laughs> off. And then he, he was like, bye, one more year. And then he was like, bye. all right. And then, uh, you know, I mean, it could be, that's I know exactly nothing right. about this person at all, but I think that's common. And so it's just like, I think they're just right. sort of those guys that are just like waiting to get scooped up right. and women. I'm sure yeah. too, that are the same sort of thing. Yeah. But. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and then the thing about my move, right, is I heard, I heard a guy say to me once, um, 
he didn't ghost me, but he ignored me for a while. So, and, <laughs> and his rationale was like, I just couldn't deal with it. And I was like, well, oh but it is a person yes. and that person is me. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like um, that's a common thing too. Like I couldn't handle it. I couldn't deal with it. And right. because look, because I didn't freak out, call him, do a million things. He, in this circumstance, didn't really have to, right? It actually right. like k- kind of worked out for him. Right. Um, exactly. Which is why like, I always am so um, unsure what to advise friends, um, when they are in the process of being ghosted, like how aggressive should you be in response? Should you just ignore it? I never really know what to say. Um, Cause I think it's tricky, well, obviously case by case too. It's really funny that you would say that Jesse. And it's as if we set you up for a segue, but we did not. But, um, well, we just had someone in. why don't you, let's read this one. Yeah. Aaron. We had a listener email in with a question and it was, okay. it was this like, Exactly what we're saying. Basically, okay, so here's her email. So this is from Jana. Uh-huh. Um, Jana says, um, I found your podcast. Do you guys have any podcasts on how to respond to ghosting, especially some mm-hmm. of you have been dating the past three months? I'm thinking of sending something for my closure. I just don't know if it's worth having a conversation. Thinking of a text like this would love um, your point of view. And I thought, and, and then I, we were talking, I was like, I actually don't know of all we've been doing this for how many episodes now, and we never necessarily have spoken explicitly yeah. to what should you say what could you say and i just thought that was so yeah. i mean i guess what is our everyone's thoughts on that of should you at what point i mean it's so case by case circumstantial yeah but, but did you ever feel at all and like you wanted to say your piece it sounds like you're pretty much done with him in, and this, in this circumstance no but um there have been times when i think i i would have been ghosted, but I kind of reached out to to kind of say the thing that it sounds like this person, Jana, is, is wondering about. Um, and I always, and maybe this is like a little bit malicious, but I always made the my, my outreach very like feelings driven. Right. Like I would say something along the lines of like, um, it's really hurt and disappointed me that you um, haven't responded to me and um, makes me sad and um, I'm disappointed that it went this way. And, and that's, I would, I would kind of make it not about like, how dare you? Or I wouldn't make it angry. I would right. make it disappointed and sad. Yeah. And I would almost always, um, every time actually I would get a response. Um, mm. Cause I just think that when you put the human element to it, a you're at peace. Cause you said you hurt me and that hurts yep. and don't do that to another person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also think that uh, it just kind of holds that person responsible. It reminds them, like, you're doing this to a person, and this is how it feels. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same. The only I have only – well, I mean, this is not the same situation at all because I don't think this person was going to ghost me, but I was sort of seeing someone casually, and then mm-hmm. he kind of did – and we had had a pre-existing sort of acquaintanceship or, and – uh, he sort of blew me off and I was like obsessed over whether or not to call him out on it or just let it slide. Right. And I was like, no, I was just at that sort of like, I'm done with this. I'd been so through so many guys before where you're just like, yeah, almost just, well, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. People are fucking yeah. selfish, treat people yeah. like they're disposable in this day and age. But with this, I was just sort of like, no, like not, uh-huh. not today, not today, Satan. And so I did, <laughs> I crafted this, you know, response that I obsessed over all day and like asked my friends for input and similar to what you're saying. I made a very like, 
hey, you know, I was just kind of, I was just kind of bummed. Like I was disappointed mm-hmm. that this is the way it turned out. But you know, so let's just, I think we're on different pages in terms of what we're looking for here. So let's just call it because I'd like, you know, we've been pals before. Let's stay pals. And like, yeah, like mm-hmm. Aaron says, like go with God. And he wrote me back a very, you know, thoughtful, lovely thing and whatever. But yeah. then, and I always say I'm going to talk about this on the podcast and tell the story, but I guess I finally am. Because <laughs> um, the worst thing that's ever happened to me happened after I sent him that and I felt so good about myself. I felt so relieved. And I mm-hmm. went in, I was at work and I went in, like my coworker was texting me like, oh my God, like when you tell me like what's going on, like did you text him? And so I sent him the text and I was like, yes, I am mm-hmm. a woman of the world. I stood up for myself. I didn't just let him walk all over me. I went and I, my coworker, took the phone, took my phone from me to like, I was like, Oh yeah, here, read it. So she takes my phone. She's reading the text. And as she's reading it, I walk to the other side of the room and I'm just like, yeah, listen, I just said, was honest. I just said how I felt. And there's, so there's nothing you can say about that. you know, and I just told him blah, blah. So I'm talking like full volume about the text I just sent. And all of a sudden she puts her hand over her mouth and she runs out of the room. And I was like, Oh, I know what's happening. She had accidentally been holding down the like send a voice text no. thing no so she sent him a voice text no. of me talking about the text <laughs> oh my god it just like went so from like murdered her right yes. it was like the best like moment in terms of like handling my own relationships in my life to like the worst in point zero oh I mean, in hindsight, it's like, I mean, hysterically funny, funny, but trust, I didn't sleep for like two days. No, do you remember? And then you texted me, you're like, here's what's happened. We need to do many experiments right now. (laughs) And then you kept sending me (laughs) voice (laughs) messages. Can you read it? Did you hear? What did you hear? hear? Well, yeah, because of course, immediately after, and we're like listening to a playback, and I'm like, you can't really hear me. But wait, hold on. But then I'm like, wait. Oh my God. But then I'm like, wait, if you put in headphones, you can hear it. And then like it disappears after two minutes. But I'm like, wait, does that mean he saved it or did it disappear? And listen, we'll never know if he listened to it or not. Like we've talked since then. He doesn't, whether or not he listened to it, he obviously doesn't give a shit because we're still, we're friends. But my God. I've never been able to listen to one of those things. Like, cause I feel like they're only ever sent accidentally. <laughs> well, that's what he said too. He was kind of like, I kind of joked then like, Oh, of course, after, you know, yeah. I would send you an accidental, accidental voice text after all that. And he was like, he, he acted like he didn't even notice. He was like, Oh my God, I send this all the time. I hate them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you guys, the point is, that was if you want, <laughs> exactly. What is, yeah, he was a big guy. If you, uh, mm-hmm. if but, you want to reach out to someone who ghosted you, just accidentally send them a voice memo of you yeah. talking about them, I guess, is my advice. That used to be my old, like, real <laughs> manipulative thing that I would do, is I would, like, send, like, late night send somebody just, like, a letter or something. Oh my God, can we go confessing this? this go on. And then I, and then just to be like, oh, I accidentally texted you. Sorry, last night. And then it would just be like, uh, they would think it was like a butt text. The accidental oh. one, yeah. The accidental one. Shockingly, classic. this never worked. I just really, yeah. I just get blackout drunk <laughs> and then text them and don't yeah. even remember till the next day. That's another <laughs> yeah. one of my moves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think with ghosting, it's like at the end of the day, sort of like what you guys are both talking about. Like if you if it will make you feel better right. to That's send right. them like this is how I feel. And then it's like it's like writing a letter and then burning it. Yeah. Then do yep. it. But you can't send it thinking that anything is going to happen because right. n- mostly nothing will. And also somebody who's going to keep you on the edge like that for that amount of time. However, That's right. amount of time that you find unacceptable is not somebody you want in your life and right. not somebody who's That's going right. to be able to turn it around. So it's like. 
Yeah. If it, if you feel like it'll make you see better to say you hurt my feelings. Bleh, right. You're, you're yeah, short or it's something. It's for then. you. Exactly. Yeah. It could only ever point. be for you. It can't be for to try to make them do anything. Right. Because they won't. Well, and I think because of that, because it's for you and only you, you have to write it from the perspective that you will never get a response. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like think of that when you're crafting it. It's like, um, what can I say that I will be at peace if I don't get to have a rebuttal? Because you won't. Right. Yes. Good point. That's a really mm-hmm. good point. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Should we Oof. send this directly to Jana? Because this won't come off. Yes. Two weeks. She needs us now. We need it. Yeah. I'm she needs it now. Email her she needs it now. Oh, well, <laughs> I should have just. Jana, we're coming. <laughs> I should have conferenced around. Um, Jesse, thank you so yeah. much. This, this has is, been so fun, guys. This is awesome. Such a good Thanks ghost story. Me. Such good perspective. A lot of good. We covered a lot of ground this week. We really we did. Think? We're here there, and everywhere. The venture to say we changed the world. Oh, I for think sure. So, yeah. No. <laughs> as soon as people stop, you know, at the end of this podcast, they're going to feel. Yeah. As if they were like on a 18 day meditation retreat. retreat I love it. You know? Silent, no cell phone. <laughs> yeah. um, well, just in time for this um, conclusion, my puppy is literally pawing at my leg. Oh my God. He's done what with me being on this puppy? podcast. <laughs> he is some kind of poodle, schnauzer, cocker oh. spaniel, who God knows. He's send, a bear. Um, Chelsea, and a bunny. Of it, oh, yeah. We'll send, we'll, send I'll pictures. send you a picture. Yeah. Right. Some. But he, um, he feels that my time is up. <laughs> I want to say thank you so much for having me. Well, thank and you so Louis, much. Louie and I say bye for now. <laughs> oh Louie and Jesse, thank you guys so much. You're the best. And we will uh, see Wait, you Wait, how guys. can people oh. find you? Oh, yeah. And, and anything oh, you want to plug? Thank really you quick? so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. So SundayNightSexTalks.com is the website for my storytelling mm-hmm. show. We're also on Twitter at at SNS Talks. And then I'm on Twitter at 20 nothings. T um two zero nothings um which is the website for my blog. Perfect, Fun. great. Yay. Take a time there. Yeah, Jesse, you're Thanks, the best. Guys. And thank you so and much. Louis, the best. And uh, we will see all you guys next week. Boo. Boo. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Bye.